Georgina Campbell, good morning. Good morning. Georgina's the New Zealand Herald Wellington Issues reporter. Now, the town hall budget blowout, uh, was it inevitable? Is it on a scale that um, surpasses expectations? I couldn't believe the size of it, to be honest. Um, I think it's the fourth budget blowout um, for the town hall that I have attended a press conference for in my time reporting on Wellington issues. But the the cost of it um, has ro- has rocketed from $182 million to a possible $329 million. Now, this is a beautiful heritage-listed building in Wellington. It was opened in 1904. The problem with it is that it was built on reclaimed land. Um, they literally used fill from the cliff face on Lambton Quay and hauled it to the site by horse and cart. And these ground conditions have really come back to haunt this project as, uh, you know, they try to strengthen but and, Georgina, and didn't they know the that at the start of the project? Look, they did know this at the start of the project and Mayor Tori Fano has said that the potential risks previously signalled by engineers, architects and contractors have now come to pass. Um, I think the problem here was is that the town hall is seen as a really sort of pivotal part of, um, you know, the centre of Wellington and Tanako Civic Square. There was appetite to strengthen the building, although I, I think if they knew what the final cost would be um, at the time that they made that decision, they might feel a bit differently about it. Um, so the council essentially took on that risk. There was not a um, construction company in the country that was willing to take it on. So the council has done that. And yeah, it's really coming back to bite. It sure is, and the question is whether that's the end of it. I'm just wondering how many underground pipes that might replace. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and and this it, is the thing. This is the thing. When, when this was agreed to, no one was worried about the underground pipes until the geysers started popping up, and we realised that nearly half of our water disappears out of those pipes into the ground. Uh, you know, at, at the time, that wasn't so prominent, right? And the temptation is this is just a landmark. We've got to do it. Let's get on with it. Absolutely. Like infrastructure problems in Wellington, like across the rest of the country, have really um, come to to the forefront um, in in the last few years since the decision was made to strengthen the town hall. Um, Unfortunately, you know, councillors have been briefed on different options, um, including maybe stopping the project or or mothballing the building. But, you know, they've been told um, in leaving it in its current state would be a breach of the Building Act, that mothballing the project would require a new resource consent um, as it currently has a start to finish consent um, and councillors have been told demolishing it is just unrealistic due to its heritage status so it does sort of really feel like um, the council's been backed into a corner you know granted of its own making and they just have to pour more money into this building when you know as you point out um, that money is really needed elsewhere in the city. Okay now speaking of empty buildings and the capital uh, the Reading Cinema deserted since the which earthquake was it goodness uh, goes back a ways um, It was after the not immediately after the Kaikoura earthquake but um, in the aftermath in the of aftermath that, of that after. as well Where are we at with what is going to happen because again it's a big large empty bo- uh, building in a strategic place in the city 
Yeah, it's it's on Courtney Place. I mean, I have memories there as a kid um, sitting in the food court with my friends. I think I thought it was quite cool or, or seeing a, a film. Um, you know, it's it's really a hub, especially for, for young people. Um, but Wellington City Councillors have met behind closed doors um, and the Herald understands that the council is looking at purchasing the land that the building sits on to try and sort of shore up its future. So um, it has been closed since 2019. And I think everybody will remember the incredible pictures of the car park next to the cinema building being demolished um, in the immediate aftermath of the Kaikoura earthquake. So nothing has been built on that site since. And then the Reading Cinema Building still remains empty. And it has become a symbol of the sort of tired state of Courtney Place. Um, so look, obviously it's going to be a, a multi-million dollar deal if it goes through. We don't know any other details apart from that because this was all um, discussed in a public excluded part of the meeting. But I think um, some people will write raise their eyebrows and think, wow, okay, the government's looking at, oh, sorry, the, the council's looking at, at, at buying this land, um, you know, underneath Reading Cinema when we've got the town hall budget blowout, like the pipes leaking 40% of our um, drinking water. It, yeah, I, I'm not sure how well this is going to go down. Bizarrely, I did see a letter to the editor and they still happen uh, and some of them are really interesting, suggesting turn it into a car park and then you can take all your cars off the road that you want to take and put them somewhere else in and around the Golden Mile and um, uh, and have little shuttles into town. <laughs> it's not a crazy idea. <laughs> I'm not sure of the fiscals. You can charge like a wounded bull if you're a, a car parking company, of course. But um, so, so how much of the building is actually in, in play then for for the council to take over? Is, is it all or some of? Can you just elaborate? Yeah, look, um, we we just don't, don't know. know. Um, so, so and, and councillors have been not very happy about the fact that, um, you know, the public doesn't know about this. Like, councillor Iona Panett uh, has voiced her concerns about the lack of transparency. She says it's not clear when the information will even be made public. Um, and, you know, just said, look, this decision has um, a, a very significant impact and, and implications. Um, Nicola Young, Councillor Nicola, Nicola Young, you know, said the council needs to be open. Um, she's concerned that the council's losing credibility with Wellingtonians because of um, these sort of unexpected things that are popping up, like the town hall um, cost blowout. So it's one to keep an eye on. Um, I think um, that back to that, that um, letter to the editor, I think it would be sad if it, if it did get turned into a car park. Um, uh, you know, like it's such prime real estate. Uh, I'd Look, love it, it is, to be but on the other hand, yeah, on, on the other hand, if you want to get, you know, this is this is the challenge that happens that the businesses tell you happens. You want to get all the cars away, but you forget that people have got to get to us. And at the moment, there's no light rail sailing down the Golden Mile, right? Um, so yes, I agree with you, but it, it, it was just an interesting kind of way of saying. Here you can get your cars off, you can have your little shuttles running along uh, and get people around town, and if you really want to get vehicles out of the Golden Mile, there's a solution. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's, let's see something happen with it, but um, I just like my letters to the editor. Okay, Georgina, <laughs> what's our third topic today? It's, um, oh, more earthquake quone more buildings mm. in Wellington. And this is private this time, this is private individuals in their apartments, yeah? Yeah, there is a bit of a theme um, to uh, this segment today, Catherine, um, but I 
I think it just exemplifies how earthquake-prone buildings are just such a huge problem for this city. So the Herbert Gardens complex on the terrace suffered non-structural damage in the 2016 Kaikoura earthquake, but a subsequent detailed seismic assessment commissioned five years later revealed the building was earthquake-prone. So it's a 54-unit property built in the mid-1960s. It's operated under a company share structure. And the wrangle over what to do with the building has lasted so long that several elderly residents have actually died waiting for a solution to this. Um, there's a couple of high-profile shareholders in the complex, including former Prime Minister Jim Bolger and former Wellington. Deputy Mayor Ian McKinnon. Um, but look, the total repair bill for the work being at least $20 million, the average cost for owners of each apartment is $370,000. You know, the son of, of one owner says shareholders are just exhausted and argues that repairing the building is now beyond their means. Um, but, you know, the board is, is sort of saying, look, we're not fixated on one solution and shareholders will be provided with other potential options to consider. They acknowledge it's a difficult process. Um, you know, of, of course, board members actually live in, in this building as well. So it's also their homes that, um, that you know, they're, they're discussing the future of. And this is just one of many buildings across the city. And I've spoken to a lot of um, apartment owners who, who own earthquake-prone apartments. And, you know, you can just see the way it eats into them. You know, they can't sleep. They're facing, um, you know, their retirement savings going out the window. Uh, the anxiety that comes with this is just yeah, it's 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 really and look. Awful, it can actually. happen at the stroke of a pen. I'm familiar with one building that one day had an 83 percent of NBS building standard um, figure, and after that infamous change to the yellow brook red brook thing, uh, all of a sudden yeah. it's under 15 percent. You know, it can happen at the stroke yeah. of a pen. Yes, and and that change in MBS rating that's a very similar. Those are very similar numbers to um, the the plummet uh, that that happened for the Herbert Gardens complex. And yeah, it's um it's it's difficult. We've we've got to implement the information, the latest engineering advice. You know, as we experience more earthquakes and learn more. But it's really difficult for building owners who are just you know facing these shifting goalposts posts, and they think they're in the clear one day, and then you know new rules come. In and boom, you're stuck with a building that needs you know millions of dollars pouring into it. Georgina, thank you. Georgina Campbell, New Zealand Herald's Wellington Issues reporter.